Welcome to episode nine of the Boyden Team Member Podcast. My name is Nick Lambert. I'm here with Carrie Roeder and Michael Anselmi. Guys, today we're swapping stories from the front lines about team members making it happen during the busiest times of the year. Carrie, who do we have lined up? Well, Nick, after we did just come off one of the busiest holiday seasons in all ski resort history. Okay, maybe that's not exactly true, but it might be true. And all the staffing challenges the world's having right now, we really thought this would be appropriate. Let's talk about our team members that just totally crushed it and maybe crossed positions. They're doing things that they're not necessarily, that's not their job, but they're stepping in, they're filling roles where they have to and doing it in such an amazing way. So we have on tap, Raphael from the Boyne Mountain Adventure Center. Got some impressive skills that I think uh, everybody will be pretty interested to hear about. A GM losing his pants on Christmas. I mean, what could that be about? Always Greg, one. <laughs> Greg Perry from the front desk team of the Jordan Hotel getting rave reviews. Cheryl Beaupre, a ticket manager, stepping in when the team needed her most and just owning it, which I love. And then we're going to step on over to Loon, where an Adventure Center employee there ended up running the entire operation of their cafeteria. Like, how does that happen? I think it's what's magical about the hospitality business and why people are here, why we work in this, because there's just this behavior that it's flawless and people understand how important it is to serve our guests and just make it happen. Things are tough and tight. That's when the whole organization is thriving. We're understaffed, but we have superstars everywhere. You love working with this team. We've got a stack of gift cards to give away today, guys. Gary, let's dive in. So one of our goals as a customer-oriented company is to give personalized service. And we have so many interactions in a day that sometimes I have a hard time even remembering my own name. But this story from Boyne Mountain is so cool. And I get to see it firsthand. So it's even more exciting to have him on the show. But Raphael works at the Boyne Mountain Adventure Center, goes by the nickname Rafa. And he was caught a couple weeks ago taking out a group of about 20 guests on a snowshoe hike. It's for our Summit to Stein snowshoe supper. And he somehow managed to remember every single person's name throughout the hike. So when we caught wind of this story, this is not a story of just once in a while. This is every time he goes out. And it makes the whole experience so much more grand for our customers. So we had to have him on the podcast. So Rafa, how do you do it? Like Carrie, I can barely remember the name of my own kids. And you're locking in <laughs> 30 to 40 names for a snowshoe hike that happens once. What's your secret? I wish I had a secret. I guess it's the moment where I'm focused because I ask everyone's name and I repeat it as I'm getting them fitted for their snowshoes. I might have a couple of reasons why I have this memory for names. I do have a chemistry background. I had to learn a lot of difficult names, especially with molecules, sometimes looking the same, but they have a minor difference that you have to look for. The other thing is, I'm bilingual, so my vocabulary is vast with both languages. And some might say I'm a polyglot. When people come in, I can greet them in many different languages. I have memorized the greetings. Not that I master the language, but to give you an example, I greeted a person who came into the event center the other day in Greek. That's all I know how to say. And um, the other thing is that I did outdoor education for many years. And the turnover, every week I had to learn people's names. So I think that's where I get this gift, quote unquote, gift. I'm going to say this, Nick. I think they just mean a lot to Rafa. 
and it's just like it clicks and boom. And I think that just shows how special you are. I feel completely <laughs> inadequate. I can greet people in like one and a half languages and the name thing escapes me. But so people, <laughs> how long does it take before guests pick up on the fact that you're catching and using everyone's name? Well, that's the introduction. I give a couple of announcements before we go. And then I say, I'm going to introduce you. And I go around the circle and I say their names. I love it. So Rafa, what is like your favorite part about doing the snowshoe hikes at Boyne Mountain? The energy. I've never had a snowshoe tour or summit to Stein that goes wrong. Just everyone is, is in the mood and it's so special, but I've had special moments doing the, the tour, guiding the tour. I had people that have been in remission from cancer and they share it with me. We had one snowshoe tour that two couples got engaged, but it wasn't planned. Each couple had planned to do it. And then they figured out right then and there that they were going to get engaged. Was the so, second couple like, oh, son of a bitch, really, really something else <laughs> Pretty much. So the two guys went out and they were just chit-chatting and then they shared that they were going to get engaged. And then they came running in and then looking for me saying, we have this problem. We were both going to get engaged at the summit. We need a second place. So I said, oh, the fire. We have a fire at the halfway point. And that's how it happened. What about this second fiance? Was she like, oh, it's not going to happen tonight now that they did it? Like, did you feel like a little yes. tension or were her hopes still up? No, she was totally caught by surprise. Uh, and the people too, because I knew it was happening. I knew it was coming. You know, I couldn't believe it. The first engagement there at the summit, when the second engagement happened in the fire. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. I think another product we can sell, Carrie. <laughs> Rafa's engagement tour. We get a lot of engagements here, but that one is probably more special just because they're part of this whole tour. What an experience. And I'm sure you make just really cool connections, probably unexpected connections with people all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had repeat guests. They come again. I've had some girls that come from Canada that have been doing the snowshoe for three years running, I think. They might even be here. Usually they come in February. So we might That's see awesome. them here. Okay. So this past weekend, Rafa was out with one of our biggest groups that we've had on the snowshoe dinner. There were 40 people. Rafa, do you know all 40 of their names still? I can remember them. Yeah. It's fairly recent. And give us and 10. It, sorry, 10? Sure. Us, give us okay, 10 so, of the names. All right. So we had Cole uh, representing the marketing department. We had Olivia, his girlfriend, uh, Richard, who was from Alabama who is driving back today or, or drove back yesterday. We had two Dianes. One I took out on a snow go yesterday. She talked me up uh, while we were doing the tour and then we went out doing the snow go yesterday. And then her friends were Scott, Michelle, Marilyn, and Steve. And then we had, oh, this is interesting. So when people come in for the snowshoe, I get them fitted, ask their name, and then I register it. There were a couple of people who had their own snowshoes, so they just went on by. So when I got out there to the circle, I had to learn their names at the moment, right then and there. But there was a couple, interesting, because I asked her name. She said, Jackie. I got it immediately because she was wearing a yellow, green, white hat and a matching face mask. And then she told me, my husband, it's his birthday today. And the birthday boy was Brian. We had another birthday. And this really tripped me because his name was very unique. Charvez. Mm. But I got it. As we were going through the circle, he was one of the last ones. Charvez, Shervana was another unique name, and Aaliyah. I think that's 10. 
Yeah, no, Should I go on? more than <laughs> you know, I'd say you nailed it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Thank let's, you. <laughs> let's roll it back, though. Maybe it was Richard. You had a dude who drove from Alabama? Yeah. Amazing. And his story, he came in on the roster. He was the 29th person to sign up, and he came with his wife. And the plan was the wife was insisting, oh, yeah, Richard, you're going to love this. She even picked the drink for him. When we got to the Eagle's Nest, they have a drink. So she picked the drink for him. And the plan was that she was going to join him after the tour. She was going to be there at the restaurant to have dinner with him. Well, she decided not to go. So I got to dine with him. And it was amazing. (laughs) She ditched her husband on the snowshoe supper. Rafa, this is amazing. And you remember these, but I guarantee that this is like adding to the experience for every guest. I don't know how many hundreds of guests there are out there that remember you specifically for doing this, but it's amazing. So kudos. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. All right, guys, I've got another good one. And I'm going to set the scene here. Sunday River in the middle of Christmas week. Everybody flows through to get their tickets, to get all their stuff. They all flow through the Welcome Center. And the Welcome Center, Sunday or Christmas week, can be pure chaos. Just bedlam. People, gear, kids, lost kids, lost team members, everything. The busiest day this year, if you walk downstairs and you found the ticket and season pass manager, Cindy Bailey, and you ask, oh my God, Cindy, are you ready? It's going to be a big day. Cindy's answer was, absolutely. We're fully staffed. We're ready to go. Cindy, that existed for like five minutes. And then talk us through the the sequence of events that started happening from there. Um, (laughs) Then we found out that rentals was shorthanded, so I had to lose my number three person. (laughs) Did you swear and curse the rental team? No, no, she didn't. (laughs) No, I would never. Um, And knowing Cheryl's background, it made it really easy for me to just be like, this is is a no-brainer. Go ahead and over of course, Darcy had to come in and help. I think we even had accounting come over and help. It was great. So we had multi-levels of people filling in for us. But you were asked to give up your rock star on the morning of the busiest day of the year. Yeah, but I have a team of rock stars, so it's all right. <laughs> you, you, that's a very good, very political answer. But talk us through. What did you do? Who did you have to give up and why? So I gave up Cheryl Beaupre, and she has a history of the rental shop. So I gave her in and uh, let them know that she would come over and, and assist them. And she was there all day, blowing through all those rentals. I don't even know how many people they had that day for arrivals, but I can imagine they would have been able to handle it without her. Then we had to find someone else to fill in her shoes. So what did the rental shop look like that fateful morning in late December? It was pretty chaotic because the rental manager was out with back issues and possibly COVID. So I got right behind the register and the employees were teching skis. Honestly, it went quite smoothly, but if someone wasn't experienced in handling the large volumes, like we used to have in the past, like the room would be filled, line out the door. So if someone wasn't used to it, it could have definitely been overwhelming, but yeah, we just plugged away and got through it. Was a lot of that like less chaotic because of online sales? Like, did that help the situation? The online reservation system definitely helps to streamline it because they do prepare the rentals ahead of time. So a lot of people, I was just referring them to head into the room, find their equipment because their paperwork is in their boots and try on their boots, make sure everything fit properly. But we did have a lot of walk-ins that day. What do you think it would have looked like if you weren't there to pitch in and help? I don't know. I don't know (laughs) if the people would have just walked out. 
<laughs> when I walked in, one of the very kind ladies who is a boot person was behind the register and she was trying to do one individual transaction at a time and for family instead of just going through the entire family, uh, like adding them on to the order. So I was like, oh no, Irene, this I'll take care of it. Were you calm or were you feeling anxious in the moment? Oh no, I honestly, I was very calm because I had been in that department previously for like four years. So it all came right back to me and it felt good because it was just, you know, I knew I was helping another department. They were so appreciative. Matt Erickson even stopped by. He is the director of that department and he even stopped by, thanked me. So it really was a good feeling and the Welcome Center did very well as well without me. So I don't know if that means I'm replaceable or what. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'll tell you why I love this story. Everybody, especially this year, does a lot and it goes above and beyond to help guests. But it's also about helping each other and finding our teammates in need and jumping on grenades when they're tossed. Absolutely. And Cindy, (laughs) you guys held it together in the Welcome Center. You weren't overrun like bulls through Pamplona. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're we're really adaptable. Thank goodness. <laughs> Love it. Even when Nick throws grenades at you? <laughs> totally. <laughs> we're used to it. <laughs> well, kudos, guys. Um, kudos, Cheryl. Kudos, Cindy. And, and congrats, guys. And making it through Christmas, making it through MLK. With any luck, President's Week coming up. It'll be smooth sailing. Guys, that was an awesome story from Sunday River. I love it. But I'll tell you what, I don't know what's going on in New England, but we're getting stories left and right. Something's going on. They're putting something in the water. They're adding something to the donuts in the break room. I don't know. But Michael, you've got another one from Sunday River. We also have a truly inspiring story from the Jordan Hotel front desk team at Sunday River and how they handled unexpected challenges during Christmas week with positivity and a willingness to go out of their way to help guests that was truly inspiring. And really how we see this is just getting comments back from our guests. And that's what matters. Hey, you know what my favorite line from Friends is, Michael? You know what Russ always says when they're carrying the chair? Or no, it's a couch. They're carrying a couch up the stairwell. And he yells, pivot, (laughs) pivot. But that's what the team is doing. Everybody's pivoting and they are taking on new challenges. Maybe something that they didn't expect to have to do every day. Isabel Del Sesto from Loon Mountain. We were written in about her performance. She transferred from the Adventure Center in late September 2021 and has been helping out food and beverage. Her plan was just to do some part-time administrative work and work part-time as a cafeteria cashier. Well, plans changed very quickly. They had a complete turnover in some of their staffing at the Summit Cafe and Isabel just kind of kicked into high gear and really owned the position and has taken on the entire operation, which is just truly incredible. You talk about developing great people. Isabel is a prime example of that. And her team is so proud of her. She's being recognized by management and she's being recognized by us. And I just want to congratulate her on a job well done. And, you know, can't thank everyone enough for all the work that they're doing. But earlier, I mentioned a GM losing his pants, and we never went back to that story, and I'm sure people really want to know what that's about, don't you think, Nick? I think this is going to be a good one. So we've been saying all this stuff's going on in New England, we're hearing from all these great team members, and then out of the blue, we get this story about Carl Strand 
the GM of Sugarloaf and something with his pants falling down. And if I know Carl, I know it's going to be a good story. So I'm going to give him a call right now and see what's going on. All right, Carl, I understand that you have the unicorn of all resort stories. It's job sharing meets problem solving meets a Christmas miracle. Give me the background on what's going on here. Well, thanks for inviting me. You know, I love your podcast, by the way. You don't um, need to butter us up. We, we, you're already oh, okay. on the show. Gotcha. Um, Sugarloaf, just like every other resort, has been struggling with COVID and labor shortages and so forth. And we've all been chipping in and doing our share. I've run some lifts and made some beds. But we also have an annual Christmas tradition that we do every year. It's called our tree lighting event. I have a little funny story to tell you about that. Typically, it's the second weekend in December. Since I've been GM, I've been Santa. No one knows it's me, though. But I took a year off. I took a year for a sabbatical to try to find my inner Santa. But every year I've been doing it. It's kind of fun. We have horse-drawn carriage that goes into our village center where our tree is that we like. We have people singing and music. And then there's a little space where Santa sits and families come up and get their picture taken. But during COVID, we didn't do that for social distancing. So the last two years, I kind of went into town. I walked in one year, and then this year I took a shuttle, a little village shuttle that we have. The first year was great. I walked up and social distancing. I was away from everybody, and we just played some music and so forth, and I waved everybody. This year, we came in with a shuttle, and there was like 100 people there, families, little kids, everybody screaming for Santa. So I got off the shuttle, and the music was playing, so I did a little dance, and my pants fell off. Right down to the ground. So I bent over to grab my pants and pull them back up. And my wig and my beard fell off. So I had both and I got that back on. So I was walking through the crowd. Wait, wait, wait. So did kids lose their mind? Well, did you ruin Santa for little kids? I hope not. We didn't see any videos posted. We were looking for that. There were some cameras and stuff. But, um, you know, I wanted to get out of there quick and get reorganized and get my wardrobe back together. But on the way out, little kids are handing me cookies and cards and stuff. And I couldn't really grab them. I had to use my elbow to shake their hand. And so finally, I got over to uh, the base lodge and someone helped me uh, get back to Santa and get my pants back on. And then the rest of the evening went really well. But I did learn a lesson there, though. When you tie on your Santa pants, you don't tie it over the pillow. You tie it under the pillow. And that way, if you want to dance or anything, they won't fall off. But all in all, I think it went really well. There was a lot of people there. We had a great Christmas. It doesn't sound like it went that well, but it sounded like you were creative. You kept your head about you and you problem solved. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, Um, it's a big responsibility being Santa. And I think it went well. We didn't get any emails from parents. So I think it went pretty well in that respect. I mean, I was a little embarrassed. Well, kudos on you for being out in the front, the man in the suit, the man in the arena. You're setting a great example for everybody. Well, I do have to say, I did have an elf trying to help me, and he didn't do a good job. So I, I would say um, C player at best, you know. Um, I don't want to name names, but uh, he could have helped out a little. I couldn't find him. He just was gone. But Finding a good elf is tough. I mean, there's labor shortages. There's COVID. There's challenges, I think, in elf recruitment. It's not easy. But um, yeah, well, all in all, I think we had a great Christmas, and the staff did a great job. And there's a lot of other really good stories to tell, too. But um, I just wanted to share that one. I thought it was a little funny. I love it. And everybody we've been talking to here has been going above and beyond job sharing, you know, jumping in wherever they need to jump in. It's inspiring seeing the team just coming together and getting things done. And that includes you, Mr. Strand. So kudos. Well, thanks for having me. Again, I love your podcast and uh, I'll keep listening.
Great job, guys. Holy cow, Nick. That was hilarious. And I can just imagine Carl Strand in that situation. But kudos to him for stepping up, pitching in, dressing up like Santa Claus. Maybe Carl Strand is the real Santa Claus, Michael. I don't know. Maybe we need the Carl Road Show going forward. <laughs> Michael, do you have one more story for us? Because I know you're sitting over in the Rocky Mountains, and I'm sure there's a million stories. There are, but I, I think there's just one that really epitomizes what we're talking about here, making the guest experience right, curing a situation. And at Brighton, we have Tyler, who's a senior in high school. His nickname is Tiny, and he's planning to play football for the U in the fall. And we had a guest dropped off at the bus stop. And like any other destination, everybody told her 30 different ways to go. And she was in tears and didn't know what to do. And he hopped out of nowhere, asked her if he could help, and he took her luggage to the lodge and made it right. And as a customer, she was incredibly relieved, and she came back to tell the head of guest services how great it was. Mm -hmm. Pitching in, making it right for a guest, that's what we're here to do, right? Nobody remembers when everything goes well. It's how it was cured, made right. Shout out to Tyler slash Tiny. That makes me wonder, so is it ironic that he's called Tiny, or is he the smaller guy on the football team? Now I want to know. He's hey, probably if like you... that scat back, five foot seven and runs like a 4'2'40". There you go. <laughs> and hey, you know what? If your name was mentioned today on our podcast, you get a $50 gift card to Boyne Country Sports. We want to congratulate you. We're celebrating the team. That's what this is all about. And we want you all to know that we appreciate your Ability to be flexible, to be positive, and to show up every day in the way that you do. I think we're so fortunate to have this team in place all across our whole portfolio of resorts. I know that Stephen feels very strongly about that and wants you all to be recognized. And if there's a little bit that we can do, I hope it helps. And if you have more stories to share, please send them to us because we want to talk about it. Email us at podcast at boynresorts.com. It's just that easy. Well, it's go time. It's President's Week coming up and we appreciate everything that everybody does. This is our second biggest week of the year. So keep pushing and we'll be back to you with episode 10 in the next month. <laughs>